join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Victorian Racing this weekend takes us to the Valley. Ten races on the program to help us find a few winners on the card from the puntingbaron.com.au. He is the punting baron, Shane Matthews. How are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, excellent, excellent. We are off to the Valley again. It's thrown up a few surprises for us in recent times. So what, another challenge this week, but what do you anticipate will happen at the Valley? Yeah, I think that's the biggest, that's always the biggest question with the Valley at the moment. We've had two meetings back where there's been pretty specific lanes and yeah, yeah, a real bias towards those lanes. The first meeting back, it was obviously hard rail. Um, when it was out five metres, you needed to be up on speed and um, on the rail to pretty much be winning. And then they moved it back to the true position for the second meeting, but that basically just meant that those lanes sort of four and five out were the ones that were in play and we saw horses sort of coming from a little bit off the speed, uh, kind of blending into the race around the corner, uh, being advantage. And then this week we moved back to four metres. So they're certainly moving it around a bit. Uh, the weather conditions in Melbourne, uh, I'm in Queensland at the moment, your wonderful state, it's bloody nice here, but I hear it's pretty good in Melbourne today as well as we speak on Friday morning. So there's uh, the tracks are stock five, uh, but I dare say we're probably going to push towards a good four. There doesn't look any rain forecast over the next couple of days. So uh, it really is about how the track plays. I'm anticipating out four metres being up on speed, again, probably going to be the place to be, um, but probably not as rails biased as what it was on that first meeting back a few weeks back. So I think it'll be a little bit more difficult to make ground on Saturday, but I still think you'll be able to sort of come, you know, sort of horses two to three off the fence still won't be too disadvantaged, uh, whereas that first meeting back, it, you know, it's almost more than one horse off the fence, you're pretty much out of play. So hoping, really hoping that it plays a little bit fairer from that point of view. But yeah, don't think uh, you want to be giving away too big a start on Saturday. For what's a, a pretty good meeting. Uh, there's some pretty good horses going around on Saturday uh, as we start to build into the spring. Uh, it's a pretty deep meeting right throughout the 10 race program. So uh, looking forward to it and hopefully the track plays fairly and every horse gets their chance. All right, well, let's see if we can find those that will be saluting. So uh, puntingbaron.com.au is the website. You can subscribe today for all of Shane's selections, not only for the Valley, but any other meeting pretty much across Australia on any day. And if you can find a winner, we'll tell you how you can subscribe at the end of the segment. We picked out uh, races in the second half of the card, 6, 7, 8 and 10 to preview on the show this week. So let's have a look at the in-race book order. The sixth is the Ladbroker handicap over 1,200 metres for the three-year-old fillies. Quite a few resuming here. Your thoughts? Yeah, pretty much all bar two resuming. Uh, so that makes for a tricky that makes for a tricky race in itself. Uh, we, saw, um, we saw a race at Caulfield last week, which was in similar vein with a fair few horses resuming. The market got it right there with Charmstone winning last week and I think they might be on the money here with number three inhibitions who comes down from Sydney. She's one of two horses in the race who isn't resuming though you could argue that uh, this may very well be a first up run because she had absolutely no luck at Rose Hill first up. Uh, she just got stuck behind Tayamina uh, looked to have a fair bit to give but got stuck in the dreaded coffin and couldn't get out from there. She was well back that day so that suggests he's she has come back well, very well named in the mission. She's, uh, her mother's name is Work Drink, 
Uh, so we've all had a few inhibitions that we drink from shore over the years. Um, and since that run at Rose Hill, she has trolled quite nicely there as well to keep her up to the mark. So her 1,200 metre record's good. Uh, there's a bit of construction going on tomorrow. Right. Where are you? What are you? I was like, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they obviously working on the bulldozer. Um, yeah. So, so I'm up on the rooftop. There's a apartment going up next door. But anyway, back to matters at hand. Uh, inhibitions looks really well placed here. Gate four for Benny Mallon. Think she lands on speed. Uh, she probably lands in the first couple or just stalking the speed from that position. I think she's going to be really hard to hold out. Not surprised the market's come for her. Uh, with that run under the belt, she has that little fitness advantage over a few rivals. Uh, I think it all sets up really nice for her. I think she's the one to beat. Keen to be with her, race six, number three, Inhibition. Inhibition, it's race six, number three. Now, they're not knocking down your building, are they? No, they're putting one up next. It's uh, interrupting my view at the moment. So, <laughs> no, it's a fair, it's fair old skyscraper. They've got up about four or five levels higher than the building that I'm in. So, um, yes. Uh, but, uh, no, it was all quiet about 10 minutes ago. Of course, Murphy's Law, as soon as we start recording, things start banging. That's, that's all right. It all adds to the atmosphere of it. If, uh, we, we still hear you loud and clear. We know we're on inhibitions in the sixth. What about the seventh then? It's the Ransom Handicap. This one's over the 2040. Small field. Uh, Marin Eustace well represented mm. with four out of the eight here, uh, which can sometimes make things a little tricky in itself. Uh, I've been a bit of a fan of this horse, number seven, Future History. Uh, number eight, Future History, sorry. I thought first up he was quite good behind Flash Flood. That form has been... Yeah, yeah, that's held up really well. We've seen Flash Flood go on to win a couple of times since. Uh, and then he ran really well at Caulfield. I thought he just peaked on his run a little bit there late. Uh, he's had a bit of a freshen up since then, but has gone back to the jump out where he's gone quite well. Uh, he looks really well placed here. He gets him with 51.5 kilos for Carleen Heffel. Uh, I think with just natural improvement, this is his third run in Australia. Uh, he looks to roll forward and land on speed from gate six. Uh, I think he looks ready to fire third up from the spell. Uh, he has had that freshen up, but like I said, he's had to jump out in between races to keep him up to the mark. And with that pull in the weights over a few key rivals, he can roll forward, get on speed. Uh, I think he might try and really, might be a race where he can kind of sit outside the leader, ramp up the pressure a fair way from home uh, and get them off the bit and chasing. And I think if it's a strong 2,000 metre race, he might be the one that's strong at the end and can hold them off. So pretty keen to be with future history. I'm very wary of number three interpretation. So probably don't want to lose on the race of interpretation for Luke. So a good first up run at the Valley. Hit the line well behind the summit. Made up good ground. Was advantaged because he was back over along the inside there. But he did finish the race off strongly from the back. And not too many made as much ground as what he did from the back on that day, even though he was advantaged by being along the rails. If you look at his form last preparation, you know, that third to Luna Flair and Francesco Guardia in the Bart Cummings beaten less than a length, closed up in a Geelong Cup. That reads really well for a race of this nature at this time of year. We saw Floating Artist improve significantly off his first up run into his second up run here a few weeks ago to salute. So every chance the interpretation does the same. Just not sure, not sure what they do from a map perspective. Even though it's a small field, he's drawn out. Uh, there has been a bit of a theory that uh, he would be a better horse if they cut the ribbons and roll forward, but they haven't really seemed too keen to do that in his time in Australia. So just 
a little bit a little bit concerned about where he ends up on the map and how this track might be playing. But I don't think there's any question that he's probably the class runner in the race, and that's going to carry him a long way. So definitely want to keep him on side as well. But I think it's a nice setup for future history. Uh, have it on top, and uh, we'll save on interpretation just in case. Let's go down to race number eight on the program. This is the feature of the day. Paramount Liquor Carline stakes over the 1,000 metres at listed level. Yeah, good race, uh, the feature of the day, and they're going to go uh, they're going to go pretty quickly here. There is a lot of speed engaged, uh, and that's going to be interesting, especially if the track is favouring those up on speed, then it's going to be even more emphasis on horses getting there, and does that lead to a bit of overcompensation and then set it up for something to come from the back? So, interesting race. Look, Sweet Ride was a good result uh, for us a couple of weeks ago, but... I have no doubt that the way the track was playing that day certainly played into its hands. I think we're going to see it a, a bit more pure 1,000-metre speed affair here. And I thought the first up run of the Western Australian Galloper, Acromantula, in that race was super. Ironically, at that second meeting back at the Valley, it wasn't an easy day to lead. Uh, quite a few leaders got run over. Uh, he was one of those. He took a fair bit of pressure early. Uh, looked like it looked the winner still with 100 metres to go, but was just run down by Sweet Ride and Omni Man late. I uh, think he can improve off that here second up. Uh, I think Craig Williamson take him straight to the front or land outside of uh, or land outside of Snapper. Uh, if he does that, I just of those horses on speed, I just felt that Craig Williams might be able to control the race on him, and I think he's had that one run back. He might be open to a little bit more improvement than a horse like Omni Man and Sweet Ride who are. The yeah, Omni Man's quite deep into a preparation. Sweet Rides now um, now had the now had the three runs back and comes into this fourth up. So just thought Ackerman Cooler, if it plays, if it suits those on speed a little bit more than last time, perhaps open to a bit more improvement. Uh, then I thought he would be hard to run down from that position, either leading or outside the leader. I'm also going to have something on Express Pass, pretty much for the points that I mentioned, in the fact that they might just. Overcom- they might just go too fast there. They might all just be trying to find that spot on the lead. He draws a nice middle gate. He's had a series of jump outs where he hasn't been asked to do a lot, but geez, he's been trucking through the line in them. Uh, he can be a little bit of a hard horse to catch. Some of his better form probably has been down the straight at Flemington, but he has won here at the Valley. Uh, he's got a good fresh record. He's got a good 1,000-metre record. Uh, just get the feeling if he can be in touch and a few of those have upset each other up front going a little mad, uh, he might be able to swoop over them uh, late. And I thought around the $20 mark, uh, he was worth um, having something on uh, number number six express part. That's a look there at the Carline Stakes. What about the lucky last? It's race number 10 on the program. Dr. Sheehan plates over 1,200 metres, a benchmark 84 to finish the show. Yeah, and a good race too. A couple of handy horses uh, returning from a spell here as well. One that isn't that got the job done for us last start is number three, Maximilius. Uh, look, he he got left in front almost by the fact that no other horse wanted to lead there at the Valley last start. I don't think it was their intention to lead. Uh, he got stuck there. Ollie took advantage of that. He nearly stuffed it up late when he eased down on him. But uh, he was able to hold on and win, thankfully. But either way, it was a pleasing return. Uh, Mick Price did say that 
he was there to win, but there was still a bit of improvement to come. And I think the fact that he's had the run over the 1,200 metres now, we probably saw that fitness perhaps just give out later. It might have been a combination of Ollie slowing up a bit on him as well as his condition giving out. But uh, it was a really pleasing return. I think he managed to get a lovely run here just off the speed. He should be stalking them uh, just off the leaders. Uh, I think it plans out really nicely for him with the run under the bell. Uh, second up from Estelle here. I think he looks really well placed. I think he can win again around that five to six dollar mark, Maximilius. Also saving on number eight, Super Rasti. This horse really went through his grades last campaign. Uh, he raced really well. Didn't often, uh, you know, mixed. He's a bit unlucky in a couple of races, uh, particularly here at the Valley. He raced really well without winning, but had no luck. He's trolled up super for this. He looks like he's come back really well. If he improves again into this campaign like he did last campaign. He could be in for a good campaign. And he also matches get that runner off the speed. Uh, you know, it might not be the ideal place to be, but I thought, you know, first up, he's come up around the 20 to $30 mark, even the way he's trialled. Uh, I could see him running well here first up, Superazzi. So wanted to have something on him as well, but thought it was a good setup again for number three, Maximilius. Uh, we'll save on number eight, Superazzi. Okay, so let's have a look. So recapping, we are race six, four, three inhibitions. Race 7, it's number 8, Future History on top. We can save on the 3, Interpretation. Race 8, number 7, Acromantula is the on top of there, but we should certainly save on the 6, which is Express Pass. And then the lucky last, race 10, number 3, the on topper is Maximilius. So we can save on the 8, which is Superazzi. So that's your thoughts on the program. Best bet on the day? Yeah, I think it's in race 6, number 3, Inhibitions. I think they've identified the right race to bring her down and tackle. She's had the run under her belt. Uh, she looks pretty well placed for Benny Mallon from the good draw. I think she lands on speed, the one to beat. We'll make her the best race six, number three, inhibitions. All right, that's the best of the day on what looks a pretty good day of racing from the Valley. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the segment, puntingbaron.com.au, so all of your selections updated post-scratching will be up Saturday morning. So a good opportunity with spring on our doorstep for people to subscribe today. Certainly will. Um, yeah, as you said, we're really starting to ramp up towards the spring and pretty much all the way through until the middle of no, middle and end of November now. We've got great racing in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, so we've obviously got a few other races here in uh, the Valley that we'll be previewing on Saturday. And pretty much for next week, it's Group 1 Memsey Day and also we'll probably start to include some Sydney bets as well. Uh, so it'll pretty much be dual state for the next two months. Uh, plenty of country cups coming up too in Victoria. We love those. So uh, looking forward to a big spring and as I said, great time to jump on board now because you'll get that whole spring. Uh, we can start from $6 a week. We can sign up for the whole year, which is just $169.95. That works out to only be $3 a week. So cheapest chips. Uh, you can go to puntingbarons.com.au and check that all out. Yep, jump onto the website, become a baron today. Well, we better let you get out of the construction site. It sounds like there's a bit on there. <laughs> yeah, they, um, I think they're bringing the scaffolding down, actually. So, uh, yeah, there's a fair bit happening. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I better get out of the way before any tools or hammers fly. Uh, might be some disgruntled subscribers from uh, not finding much at Caulfield last Saturday. They might be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they've overheard some winners for the Valley tomorrow. We can get them back on the slide. That's the plan. Let's hope that we can do that for a good card from the Valley tomorrow. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program. Have a fantastic weekend. Beautiful. Thanks for that, James. Have a good weekend, mate. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.